Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me again today. It's Alan Barry Labucan here. I'm the founder of the and host of the shows at uh, rocksandstocksnews.com. And we're, we have a new uh, episode of our interviews with CEOs, that, companies that have recently made news. And uh, today I have Chad Peters. He's the CEO of Ridgeline Minerals. Ridgeline is focused in Nevada. I like to keep an eye on everything that's going on in Nevada because if companies have success down there, they get what I call the Nevada premium. And uh, they recently had some news out that we'll talk to Chad about. Chad, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alan. So why don't you start with a little overview of the company, Chad, your corporate business plan and that sort of stuff. And then we'll get into the news and along the way, I'll ask you some questions. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm the president and CEO and, and actual co-founder of, of Ridgeline Minerals. So um, I co-founded Ridgeline in 2018 and, and I co-founded it alongside the owner of a drilling company who was actually a longtime friend and uh, a guy that had drilled for me for the past seven years when I had been working for uh, Premier Gold Mines in Nevada. So I went back to him and said, look, I want to start something up focused on grassroots discovery focused exploration in Nevada. And I kind of want to set ourselves apart from every other geologist with a good idea because there's a lot of them out there. So we uh, we founded Ridgeline out of my garage. And the whole premise was is we, we each took a founding um, stake in the company. In return, uh, Steve, my partner, uh, gave Ridgeline a 50,000-foot drill contract for three years or 50,000 feet. So whatever came first. So the whole idea was is, is you know, put the money in the ground, pick up some great projects in a down market, um, and advance them and, and make a discovery. And, and so... Uh, you know, it, it gives us, I think, a competitive edge to our, uh, you know, our Nevada peers. We can drill more with every dollar. And um, I think that business model is already starting to to kind of show through. We uh, we recently announced a discovery at, at uh, the Selena project, which we can get into a bit more here. And uh, Sure. And yeah. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that is not easy, especially as the market for gold gets stronger, is to get good drillers. And uh, so having a good driller is definitely advantage. You you brought up a name there that's well known amongst my audience. It's Premier Gold. I started covering the company actually even before they became public many years ago. Um, they were uh, uh, because of the stuff they had in Red Lake, Ontario. So my audience knows the Premier Gold story very well. They know you and Downey and his success. And uh, I think I first picked it at about 60 cents or something like that. So that um, and I talk about them a lot because you know, Premier is one of those companies that's doing it the old fashioned way. They're kind of growing with the drill bit. So Having your career with him uh, speaks very loudly to my audience. Oh, thank you. Well, it's funny actually that you mentioned that because I actually started working for Ewan's uh, predecessor company, uh, Wolf Den Resources. We, uh, he spun out uh, Premier. I actually started my career as a 21-year-old geologist in Red Lake, Ontario, working on the Bonanza Discovery. So I think I was in there when it was about 30 cents and I spent a uh, little over a decade working for Ewan on every project in the company portfolio. So I uh, got to be a fly on the wall for over 12 million ounces of Discovery. I kind of took the general early approach of Premier, which was, you know, using the drill bit to, to add value, um, took it to heart. And that's what I kind of applied to Ridgeline. And, and that's what brought on the drill contract as well as I, I firmly believe that's kind of the core of an exploration company. If you're not drilling, you're not exploring. Well, if you're uh, you're well trained there, young man. Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. OK, so um, let's well, let's get right into that news. Um, you had some news out just uh just a couple of days, yesterday or the day before, yesterday. 
And uh, he hit the headline was 67 grams of silver, 0.26 grams of gold over 36 meters in shallow oxide uh, silver gold discovery at Selena. Um, sometimes the market doesn't really understand some of these things, like uh, especially the shallow oxide in Nevada. You know, um, let's let's talk a little bit about how this fits in with other deposits and mines in the area. No, absolutely. I think that's that's part of it. Is you know, uh, is definitely getting 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 the story out as to why this is significant. Because you're right, it's a bit of a crossover. We were looking for gold. Turns out we found a silver deposit, and um, there's a healthy gold credit in there. I mean, the actual uh, to that headline uh, composite there, the the silver equivalent on that is over 90 grams per ton silver equivalent. So, um, you know, we this system starts at surface. We we trenched up to. Uh, 38.1 meters of, of 0.75 gold and 49 grams silver at surface. We've now confirmed that system continues a kilometer down dip, uh, very shallow. Just let me dip. interrupt you yep. for a second there. If uh, folks look at that news release, uh, there's a map in there, uh, and you'll see the anomaly that he's talking about at surface and then where they drilled in relation to that anomaly, which we're talking about now. Yep, absolutely. So we, uh, you know, really, we just targeted those geochemical anomalies that we identified in soils, mapping, rock chips, and you drill down, you know, you drill down along those fault structures into favorable host rocks, and, and we're consistently tagging that same zone right from where it starts at surface, kilometer down dip, kilometer along stripe, strike, and, um, you know, consistent, consistent, uh, you know, high grade silver and, and low grade consistent gold. And, and, you know, we've gotten up to, you know, gram per ton rock in drilling um, already in gold. So, my hope is that as we continue to expand the mineralized footprint and get into some more fault intersections, test some different ideas, I'd hope that we can get into a higher grade gold silver core to this thing that'll really start making the um, potential economics kind of thing. So, It looks like the uh, gold is in two different rock packages there on either side of the fault. Am I getting that correct? Yeah. So um, in, in that section, you're probably looking at uh, AA prime. And what we're excited about is as we continue to step to the west, um, although we're actually the, the system in the gray uh, Gilmet limestone is is getting slowly deeper, we're mm-hmm. actually then we're getting into shallower um, host rocks, a different type of host rock, which is that blue Joanna uh, limestone, and then the Chainman Shale above it. So, um, as we step to the west, the next program will continue going west and on strike, and we the Chainman Shale is host to. Um, some of the biggest mines in the district, right? So uh, the Ball okay. Mountain Mine, owned by Kinross, produces 150,000 ounces of gold a year. And the Alligator Ridge Mine, which was a historic operation, both hosted at the Chainman Joanna Contacts. So we're actually below. What we're drilling right now is, is actually a, uh, a host rock that typically isn't a great host in, uh, in this neck of the woods. And so what we think is it really shows the evidence of the strength of the system if that's mineralizing. So as we continue to bring in, you know, test these. Different so there's more products. power to the, to the system that brought the mineralization. Exactly. We think that uh, as we as we step to the west and we get into the chain, and I think that we can then start hitting stacked zones. That's the that's the belief. So. Mm, sounds pretty, pretty exciting there. Um, and uh, I think what some people have a difficulty with in understanding these kind of projects is that it's the cost of producing with this kind of a system. Are, what are some of the comparables to, uh, to uh, around you there? Right. No, for sure. And, um, you know, this is all high level and every project's a little different, but, you know, a good example, a comparison is the core Rochester mine. So that's, uh, that is the largest open pit silver mine in Nevada. 
Um, there's very, there aren't very many, you know, kind of primary silver deposits in Nevada. There's a whole lot of silver in the state, but a lot of times it's produced as a byproduct of a, of a gold system, right? So in this case, Core Rochester, um, their average head grade in their 2018 tech report um, that they put out is uh, about 15 grams per ton silver and 0.09 grams per ton gold. So that's their head grade. So just, you know, you, you wrap that around for a second, you go, okay, so their, their silver equivalent head grade on their open pit, it's about 23 grams per ton, depending on the day, right? With silver prices. So mm-hmm. look at what we're putting out. It's outcrops at surface. We've now confirmed continuity down to 200 meters vertical depth. So all the way from 200 meters to surface in between that, we're hitting consistent grade. And, you know, our silver equivalents are a, mul- a multiple on that, right? Two and a half uh-huh. to three times. So what we're seeing is a, a high so what's it costing them like 10 bucks a ton or something like yes that? well it's pretty cheap to you know for them that's a dirt moving operation right like they focus on getting a lot i think it's around thirty-five thousand tons a day that they're putting on mm-hmm. a leach pad so um so yeah when you look um you know you look at mines you know they're producing cash flow at, at those grades so when we see what we're drilling oxide near surface there should be some healthy margins in absolutely there. you want to be seeing about i think about 25 dollar rock and that's the thing it's just a math exercise, right? Like whether it's silver as the primary metal, gold as the primary metal, at the end of the day, when it comes to a mining scenario, whether you're a silver or a gold bug, it has to be a certain level of, of money in the ground with every ton that you pull out, right? Whether it's whether that credit's coming from either element, at the end of the day, it's kind of irrelevant. So in this case, we have, you know, we're seeing rock that is well over $25 per ton rock. It looks like it would have economic potential. And I think what we want to show is evidence of scale that this thing can grow considerably. And I think uh, what we're seeing now shows that. So, Yeah, well, you know, in, in a way, um, th- it's really hard. I mean, I'm always looking for good silver exploration stories that, with the potential to become mines, and it's not easy to find those, especially with cheap valuations. Well, we, um, we take from a cheap valuation standpoint, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. And here you are in Nevada where it's super low cost and, you're getting some, you know, at 90 grams there, you got a two, three ounces per ton kind of stuff. And, you know, that's significantly over what it would cost you in that area. What are some of the similarities or comparables on the uh, pit that they are? How, how deep is the pit? How wide is the pit? You know, are you in that kind? Are you looking for something like that kind of target? Well, there, there's, this, you know, their their mineralization starts very near surface. Um, I don't know the exact dimensions of the pit, but I do know, you know, the resource, the life of mine resource is roughly 200 million ounces of silver. So that's a big, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big deposit um, for sure. Um, but you know, I think uh, you can usually. You know, depending on the operation, it all varies. But you know, you can usually be be mining and getting rock on the leach pad for you know anywhere from three to five dollars per ton. You know, then wow. you gotta, then you got to leach it. You know, then you're adding you know more cost. And it, every operation scales up or down, right? Some can do it incredibly cheap if they're moving a lot of material. Um, so it varies a lot. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at you know ten to twelve bucks to to mine and and get it on a leach pad, and then um, you know so you can mine for an incredibly low cost in Nevada. And you mentioned the Nevada premium. It, it certainly applies, right? Like, um, you know, you can find this same deposit um, in other jurisdictions and, and everybody, you know, you find these kind of grades in the Yukon, we can all agree. It's never going to come no, out. Right. Not a chance. Not a chance. You go to Nevada. It's incredible. Um, you know, what actually makes money in this state. And, and at the end of the day, you know, these numbers, you know, like 90 gram silver equivalent, Compared to, you know, what Vizla or, you know, some black rock holes that have been drilled um, at the surface, they don't look, 
as sexy, right? You know, 90 grams versus a thousand grams silver equivalent. But then you take a step back and you go, wait a second, they drilled a meter and a half, you know, for, you know, these guys drilled a meter and a half of 2000 grams per ton. Well, the great mm-hmm. thickness on that is, is, you know, let's just say for simple math, let's say it's 4,000 GT or 3,500 GT. Um, our trench at surface, trench four, the GT on silver equivalent GT on that is 4,300 uh, GT. The silver mm-hmm. equivalent GT on hole 21, uh, call it our discovery hole if you want, um, that's 3,600 30, uh, GT. So you start, uh, or 33, sorry, 3,300 GT. So you start looking at it and you go, wait a second. When you actually look at just pure metal content and you take the flashy numbers out of there, we're drilling very consistent um, you know, silver equivalent grades, um, over thick in- instances. And in our case, it's shallow and it's oxide and it's, it's, in- yeah, you guys are, it's a whole different animal. You're not looking for an underground mine. Um, no, no. And, yeah. You know, you're looking for an open pit target yeah. that you can move a lot of rock and make a lot of money on a daily basis. So it's two different beasts. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, what matters is the margin on the rock you're pr- processing. Exactly. And we're still early days, you know, so I'm always hesitant to, you know, I wouldn't apply any economic factors to what we're looking at now, but I've been, I've been exploring in Nevada for a long time. So is my team. Um, we've had success with both open pit and underground um, discoveries. I, I led the discovery at premier of, of almost 2 million ounces of 12 grams. And I mean, it's funny because, you know, that we're still, you know, I still say we, cause I've worked for you and for so long, but you know, they're, <laughs> still, they're still struggling to get that into production because it's, it's 600 meters down, 500 meters down. And it requires a milling contract, right? So even though that's a high-grade, fantastic deposit, it's still not in production. And I look at what we just drilled at Selena, and it, you know, it's it certainly, like I said, it, it when people first look at it, they go, "Okay, I, you know, I'm trying to understand what this could mean." But um, you know, it actually has real potential to to potential, you know, to have um, economic. Uh, um, well, like you economic- said, do the math. You know, you're looking at five, ten dollar a ton uh, cost to get it out of there, and you're looking at you know, 90 grams, 60 to 90. Yeah, exactly. So if you can get some volume there, that's the, that's the big question. And it looks like uh, that's a a heck of a good possibility. We hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to, you know, and the great thing is, is that's just one of of four projects for us. It's actually, you know, if you'd asked me six months ago, it would have been my fourth ranked project, not because it doesn't have great potential, but, you know, you look at what we're doing at, at Swift or, Carl and East or Bell Creek. I mean, these projects are beside like literally within, you know, um, you know, hitting a golf ball at some of the biggest mines in Nevada, um, in the case of Bell Creek. And, uh, you know, so how the heck did you get those? (laughs) It's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. You know, actually Selena, I actually, um, spun the projects out of EMX royalty corp. So I actually, Selena was the project that I identified as what I wanted to pick up. So I had tried to pick that up with Premier th- about three years in a row and just Premier had gotten so big, you know, that we were really looking at that point, you know, it had to have a resource on it already, right? Or, it, or a bona fide discovery before we'd even consider picking up a project. So I was never able to get it through the board, Selena, uh, through the board when I was with Premier. So when I founded Ridgeline, it's one of the first things I did is I, I went over to EMX and I said, look, I got this great drilling contract. We got a tight share structure, um, you know, and, uh, and, and I'd like to spin Selena out and they, we kind of spent, I actually flew to Dave, to the office to meet with Dave Cole and Dave Johnson. And, and just, we spent an entire day, day just pretty much going through their different projects, tossing around ideas. And at the end of the day, you know, Dave Cole said, look, let's spin out three projects. Um, we got two other great ones that are deeper, but they're tailor-made for your experience and your drill contract in Nevada. And so that's what we did. So we spun all three out. Um, 
Dave and the Daves, both Dave and Cole and Dave Johnson wrote checks on the, uh, the seed round as well as Eric Jensen. Um, we brought in the Haywood team on our seed round and, you know, we ended so up. So the guys who vended it in yep. also put money in. They put over, they wrote over a hundred thousand in checks on the first uh, round. I've personally, you know, I started. What did you guys have to give, give to get the project? That, you know, it was actually, they, I think it really was like a mutually beneficial deal. They believed in what we were doing. They liked the drill contract. And so we got a really favorable setup that we gave 9.9% of the company up um, at the mm-hmm. seed round for to option those three projects. There's no work commitments on any of the projects. Very right. minimal, very minimal lease payments. I think I paid 10000 um, to initiate the deals for each project. Um, and then, you know, slowly scaling up um, lease payments every year. They retain a 3.25% NSR that can be bought down to 2.25. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, we, all we had to do was raise um, 2.5 million US and take the company public in three years to execute 100% ownership of the project. So we've since raised, I think, 10 million um, Canadian. Um, so we've more than satisfied the, the parameters of the deal. And, and um, yeah, so we own 100% of these projects, no work commitments. And, uh, now that was three projects. There's another project, isn't there? Yeah, we acquired. How did you get that? Yeah, so Carl and E. Swift and, e, and Selena were part of the original three projects, um, and then we acquired uh, Bell Creek through a local rancher that I got to know um, who lives near Battle Mountain, and um, so he actually owned. We we doubled the land package at Swift uh, by doing a deal with this rancher. He owned actually rancher fee ground, which is it's not mineral rights. He actually owns the mineral rights and the surface rights to this ground. It doesn't require permitting through the federal, um, through the through the um, federal permitting agencies, the BLM. Right? You can permit directly with the state. It's quicker. It's cheaper. So if we make a discovery at Swift, um, you know, we would permit that mine on the pri- on the private ground, and then do the mining, um, you know, wherever the deposit would end yeah. up being. But it's a really good deal. So we were finalizing that deal at Swift, and he said, "Oh, by the way, I got." I got some ground right beside Gold Strike. Would you be interested in looking at it? <laughs> like, um, sure. I tried to like, I tried to not get overly excited. I was like, well, sure. I mean, if you if you got something, we'd be happy to take a look. And then I, I saw where the, you know, where the fee ground was, and I went, oh my god, we need to have this. So we 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 wrapped up a deal pretty quick on it. Um, you know, and uh, you know, Barrick's now drilling 250 meters away from the edge of that property boundary on our western boundary. So. Um, and what are they drilling? Are they drilling a geophysical anomaly, a chem anomaly? What 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 are they drilling there? I think and it's a, go over well, to your property. There's a big there's a big geochem plume, is our understanding, that goes up through the middle of the the basin, right by the Gold Strike and Meikle and Wren mines, which is um, right by where Bell Creek is. Um, and so, all of these deposits essentially that formed on the North Carlin trend, um, they formed before a big valley formed. Um, kind of that, that, you know, kind of offset a bunch of the mineralization. So you have, um, just in very layman's terms, you know, 50, you know, hundred million ounces on is on, let's say one side of a fault. And really there's been very little drilling on the other side of that fault. So where we picked up our ground, um, it's deeper, you know, it's probably a 4,000 foot drill hole, but in this day and age, you know, that's pretty standard in Nevada. There's lots more drilling that's going deeper. So is there a drop fault that... Yeah, there's a big, big fault dropping it off. And so when you're sitting, you got one fault with with some of the biggest gold mines in North America hosted on one side mm-hmm. of the fault, and then barely any drilling on the other side of the fault um, to see whether it continues down at depth, right? So they're drilling those extensions now. We own... 100% of about three, uh, 1,300 acres directly adjacent to it. So if they have any success at all, I mean, we're kind of the, 
we're kind of the the wrench in the wheel, if you want to call it that. But, you know, we're right there, and and we got you know we have great relationships with actually the Barrick team. I um I led the transition of the Barrick joint venture at the Cove deposit after we made that discovery. So um, I spent about five months transitioning in the Barrick team, and then that was a great opportunity. I, I went back to you and said, okay, you know Barrick's running this thing now. I want to start up Ridgeline. Will you back me on it? And then, and Ewan's bought into every round um, since then. So. So Ewan's a big shareholder and another person who I consider a mentor in that I try to follow their their actions in the business is uh, Andre Guman is also a big shareholder. Yeah, Andre. So it's, it's you know, I, we've been able to cobble together just an incredible um, shareholder base. And I don't know if they took pity on me as a young guy you know, trying, to, <laughs> trying to grind it out or whatever. But, you know, I think what I really focus on is I just try to, I be, um, you know, we try to be honest and transparent about what we're trying to achieve. Um, there's no smoke and mirrors. And I think it appealed to guys like Andre that just saw our team just really, you know, focusing on, on good geology and, and, uh, doing good exploration. And so we've been able to bring in Andre and the Virginia gold, the old Virginia gold mines team. Um, a lot of those guys invested, um, Paul Stevens, of San Francisco, uh, you know, Dave Elliott and Andy Williams, you know, Dave's a, a, you know, Titan in Vancouver and the Canadian mining space. Right. And he came in early and, and was introduced through the EMX guys. So yeah, we've, we've been really fortunate to have the shareholders that we do. And, um, it was really nice to get this discovery and, and, and at Selena, you know, I think it has a, it's just a start. I think it's going to really start to grow, but, um, it was nice to show some early kind of feedback to these guys that, Hey, we're doing the right thing. Those are the kind of guys that'll give you the chance to do the right work and, uh, and run with your business plan. Exactly. Yeah. We're just trying to execute at this point. And, and uh, you know, we've got enough money in the bank to drill another aggressive 20, 2021. And, and my hope is that we'll just continue to continue to show positive improvement and new discoveries. And, and you know, when we need to raise some more money, I can always go back to those guys, hopefully, and, and um, they'll see me as a good investment. So how much money are you got in the bank these days? Uh, a little over 4 million bucks right now. Okay. Yeah, we've been drilling pretty heavy uh, through the last, uh, let's call it three months. So um, we'll finish the year with uh, around uh, right around four million dollars Canadian, and uh, you know we only have. I mean, our corporate burn is incredibly low, right? I think we we spend about this year we spent about four hundred thousand dollars on, on. And you got a good deal on the drilling, so you can do a lot of drilling at a reasonable price. Exactly. I mean, in phase two, it cost us about ten dollars of uh, ten dollars a foot for uh, our shallow holes at Selena. Um, wow. right now at uh, phase three, just got the bills back and got them paid to my partner and, and he was able to get us down to just under, uh, under 20. So 1950 a foot. So, I mean, so um, 60, 70 bucks a meter, incredibly cheap. I mean, you're, you're, wow. talking, you're talking more than double that for, for our peers in Nevada that are going out and just drilling off the market price. Right. So, um, you know, for what we've invested in Selena, we've only put about 650 grand into this, this project since the day I optioned it. Um, in, in a year and a half and $600,000 US, we've been able to advance this thing to 22 drill holes, a new discovery that shows evidence of scale and I think uh, is going to continue to grow. So I think that... The Good on you guys. That's, that's, together. You know, we need more people in the business that are looking at it like a business, not a lottery ticket. And um, I really appreciate that and I hope my audience appreciates that as well. Let's get on to a little bit about what's pending and sure. what's upcoming you do you have core in the lab yep. you have holes going on and where are you going in the future yeah we Near still time. have we still have uh, out of the call it 4500 meters that we're still uh that are pending uh we've only out of the, that we've drilled this year or this last uh, in q3 q4 um we still have about four close to uh oh let's say 
3,800 of that is still pending, you know, kind of things. Okay. We have five, and that's all from Selena? Uh, no, five drill holes from Selena, as well as uh, an additional three drill holes out of uh, Swift. So um, you're going to see news flow out of, uh, we're going to have news, updates and news for both Selena and Swift before the Christmas break, just to provide some guidance. That's to assays. Yeah, guidance for shareholders. Yeah. Not just uh, halting for no apparent reason. <laughs> no, no. So we're, you know, so we'll have some, some guidance for both projects. Um, and then on top of that, I think we're going to have some uh, news releases. We'll have at least two news releases, one for each project in uh, early January. I think that'll set up um, then at that point, that'll help us for guidance for what, uh, where our budgets and our money is going to be allocated in 2021. So, um, lots of news we're working on acquisitions and, you know, I always got my kind of, I'm always looking at, you know, what's the next project, right? So, um, and so are you drilling right now or are you finished for a while? We're actually probably going to finish Swift tomorrow. So that's the last, okay. um, that'll be about 3,500 foot hole, uh, that one will be so. Um, you know, Swift is one of those projects where it hadn't seen, a, we talked about how, you know, they're falling out of the Barrick and Newmont portfolio and, and Swift is a perfect example of a project. That's the one that's on the other side of the unexplored fault and on the other side's a bunch of mines. No, actually mines. Swift is right, right on trend of the pipeline deposit, which is a 20 million uh, gold mine. So, uh, it's about seven kilometers to the Northwest directly on trend. And, um, so what really got us excited there is, is, you know, that had been held by Barrick for 20 years. Um, you know, it was part of the, the Cortez joint venture. Then it eventually, when Barrick started cutting costs in 2010, it eventually fell out of their portfolio. They dropped it in about 2015, I think. So EMX uh, very quickly picked it up. I took one look at it and was, you know, automatically was like, yes, this is, you know, this is like another cove to me, you know, like a lot of the same structural setup. So I, I kind of recognized pretty quick that it looked good. And there was one drill hole that had been drilled to target rock back in, uh, in 1990 by Phelps Dodge. And it had returned 17 meters of 0.7 gold, uh, 0.5 silver and like 400 PPM arsenic. Well, that right there is evidence that you have a Carlin type gold system already on the project. That's half the battle with these deeper targets is do you actually have a gold system, right? That's obviously not economic, but this is 50 square kilometers. And there'd been like four drills, four drills. Lots of room to explore. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our first program uh, has been very successful you know, from a technical standpoint. We've hit the right rocks. They're altered. Um, you know, I think what we're seeing right now is kind of the fringes of a Carlin type gold system, right? There's alteration. I'd like to see stronger mineralization and stuff, but this is all for us. It's, it's part of our, the process, right? You, you, you do the baseline work, the geophysics, the mapping. Now we've confirmed stratigraphies there and it's altered. The next step is, you know, do you need to be a half kilometer to the north? Do you need to be south? Are we going down dip? Like that's that's all part of it. And and um, so we're really excited about the potential for Swift uh, heading into 2021. Great. And so um, early in the year, you'll give out some plans as far as upcoming drilling after, after the new year? Yeah, I want to get, um, we're going to get all of our drill results out, let everybody digest them. And then we'll go back to everybody with some guidance, you know, in, in late January probably and say, okay, here's where we're going to be allocating our capital this year. New discovery at Selena, I can guarantee we're already going to be drilling that, um, continuing to advance that. And then Swift, Carlin East, Bell Creek, those are all um, really high priority. So Carlin East and Swift and Bell Creek, they both have Barrick drilling right beside them, right? Bell Creek, it's 250 meters away. Um, Carlin East is only two and a half kilometers, roughly three, let's call it three kilometers north of the Leeville mine, which is a 15 million ounce, um, 10 gram per ton underground deposit. And that uh, that uh, deposit area, um, they've drilled now to the north of it. And 
Hey, buddy, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I got my four-year-old today. Oh, no worries. I love COVID right now. We'll yeah, hockey, exactly. We'll after. He thinks he's a hockey player. So, there you um, go. So the exciting thing there is, you know, they, they stepped out a half kilometer north of the known resource and they drilled 21 meters of 35 grams per ton on the same fault zone that cuts across our project. So wow. we've, we've tracked that fault in, in geophysics mapping. It lights up like a Christmas tree with our geochemistry. And we drilled one drill hole last year that pro- in 2019 that proved the host rocks are only about 800 meters down. Um, so they hit their intercept at 827 meters down hole. So it's a perfect drill hole for our drilling contract. You know, those would be $250,000, $300,000 drill holes for someone to walk in and do, but I can do that for 170 grand. Nice. So, nice. yeah, so um, lots of capital. Oh, it sounds um, like a very impressive group of projects. And uh, I, your your timing might be very interesting because I'm planning on doing the first ever Rocks and Stocks News Conference uh, online in February 15th. So uh, Help me in on maybe, that. Fun. Okay. So why don't I wrap things up? Do you have any last words that you wanted to mention before uh, I get into the close? Uh, you know, I, well, one, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we trade on the TSXV under RDG. Um, we have 48 million shares out, $4 million in the bank. We're well-funded. And I think our share structure is, uh, you know, really really tight and ready to uh, take off with some good results. So I'm the largest individual shareholder. I've put 150 grand of my own cash into this thing. So I'm motivated to make it a success and we're just looking at a bunch of sweat equity. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Probably more than uh, I originally anticipated, but it's been a fun ride. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for uh, joining me today, Chad. I'm going to wrap things up and we can have a quick chat after we're done here. So I'll get on to the wrap up. There you go, folks. Um, This one has 48 million shares out, $17 million market value, or market cap. They have $4 million in the treasury, so they're trading at, what, four times their cash position. The stock hit a high of 72 cents, and it's bottomed recently at around 30 cents. They're currently trading at 36 cents. They've got a, a bunch more news coming up on assays. Uh, and then uh, new rounds of drilling early into the new year. Um, and uh, I think the value proposition is that they give you a bunch of swings at the bat uh, for a company that uh, has a tight share structure and could warrant a Nevada premium. So I invite you to check out their website, uh, check out their corporate presentations, do your homework. As always, this show is for information purposes only. It's important for you to do that homework and speak with your financial advisors. On that note, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.